Thank you very much, Savannah. Feeling hot, hot, hot. I don't think it's going to be as hot today as I kind of thought it was going to be yesterday as I started putting together some of the show. 26 degrees right now, humidity uh, 61%. So it's making it feel like 27 degrees. I think it's just very, very humid Yes, more than anything. And it's definitely humid out there. So my question of the day, this is not the one at (laughs) CGOB.com, which you you can go and vote to. This is my particular. Yesterday it was best hot dog in Winnipeg, by the way. On my way home yesterday, my wife texted me. And she says, oh, I've got some things to do with my mom after. Uh, so I'm going to miss dinner tonight. Do whatever. I drove. Dog. I drove by the Dairy <laughs> Whip last night. I walked in before I was even through the door. Hey, I hear you were talking about us today, Hal. And I had myself the best $6.50 hot dog in a long time. Good hot dog. Whoever recommended the Dairy Whip, good hot dog. Really good hot dog. Anyhow, my little question for the afternoon here is, and it's a real simple one, and I actually saw it on uh, uh, Twitter. My friend uh, Fiona Odlum, who does weather for uh, Global out in Saskatoon, came up with the question, and she's going to be on the show tomorrow. By the way, we're trying to think of a name for Fiona's Friday appearances on the show because I think she's committed to to coming on every Friday. Friday, Fiona's Fridays. Uh, she said, let me just, can I check I my, know, I uh, feel like we let, should be able to get something good with well, the Well, le, yes, let me check here. Uh, cause she did send off her thought and I'll tell you, and it's not bad. Um, her suggestion for the name, uh, she says, how about Friday fun day with Fiona? Oh, I like that. Friday fun day with Fiona. I would tune in for that. Hmm. Well, that's the whole point. That's why we're. <laughs> that's what we're that looking is, for. That is why we are all here, Savannah Beers. Um, so, anyhow, uh, her question. Back to the question here for you: Humidex or wind chill? Oh. Humidex or wind chill? Do you like it hot or do you like it cold? Which do you? Well, I don't think either. Too much of yeah. of heat or cold, never good. But which one would you take if you had to pick one? Well, if you're cold, you can get warm, like by ah. adding a blanket or something. Whereas yep. if you're hot, mm-hmm. you really can't. Yeah, unless know, you hug an AC unit or right, something. Right, or stand in your fridge. So, yes. but I really hate winter, so I don't know. That's yeah. tough. Unfortunately, I do not fit in my fridge. <laughs> So I'm going to say I'm going to take wind chill because I I can throw on a blanket. And we're already getting text messages on this. Uh, Hal, I prefer the cold over the heat since you can dress in layers to be warm. With the heat, there's only so many articles of clothing you can take off and still be allowed into the office or workplace. Oh, good one. Very good good point. point. Thank you, listener. No name on that one. Thank you very much. By the way, when you're sending your text messages, think of – Throwing your name in there, it's always nice to know if I'm talking to a Bill or a, a June or a Shirley. Always nice. Uh, coming up on the show today, okay, so that's the question. Humidex or Winchell? 204-780-6868, Hal at CJOB.com. We're going to talk to global weather specialist Mike Conkin about the weather. We'll ask him that question after the news at 2 in about an hour from now. We're going to talk to Bob Irving in just a few minutes, find out uh, what's happening over in Bomberland. Jody Johnson will be here. She's with the Red River X. She'll join us after the news at 1.30 with Savannah Pierce. Talk to her about the X. Got some cool stuff planned with the Red River X this year. I think we'll do tough trivia at about quarter to two. Your chance to win some Santa Lucia pizza. I mentioned Mike Conkin after the news at two. Um, hoping to squeeze in an interview I did the other day with Marnie Courage at around 2.15. She has a new service for seniors. And uh, I just kind of went through all this with my mom, getting into a home. She loves the home she's in now in, in southern Alberta. 
but it is a service that's uh, very important for seniors and a lot of people out there like me, who you've got an elderly mom or dad, an elderly parent. And uh, the company is called Safe Living Manitoba. So I hope I can squeeze that interview with Marnie Courage in today. And then Carolyn Classen will be here from 2.30 to 3. We're going to talk with her about a bunch of stuff dealing with disappointment, lessons you won't learn in school. And if we have time, eating alone could make you unhappy and social media at work isn't bad. All right. Just to give you an idea of kind of what's coming up on the show today. And of course, a bunch of other stuff. We'll squeeze things in. Uh, wherever we can. Doug says, uh, Hal, we're lucky to be here, both Humidex and Windchill. Camping in summer, oh yeah, but I love snowmobiling. Thank you, Doug. Thanks, Doug. Appreciate that. And another texter here says, the hotter the better. The hotter the better. Nope, not me. I think I'll go cold and I'll throw a jacket on or a, or a blanket. Although I do have to say a big thank you to my wife, Jackie. She texted me yesterday. I said I went for a hot dog on my way home last night. She said I won't be around for dinner, but I did turn on the AC unit for you, so it'll be nice and cool when you get home, and it was, and that was very nice. So, yeah, the AC units are starting to come on now. Uh, One more text message before we break here. 110, Bob Irving coming up. Katie says, uh, humidity, humidity, humid decks for me. All right. I'll get it right. Humid decks for me. I think you should ask the same question in the middle of January. I'd like to know what the same people would say in the middle of winter. Yeah, no kidding, Katie. It it does kind of depend on what's going on around you at that particular moment, right? Yeah, for sure. All right, let's take a break and come back. Bob Irving on the way. Hal Anderson on CJOB. Right on time, 115, and Mr. Bob Irving joins us on the phone. Hey, Knuckles. How you doing, Hal? I was just checking out your uh, Twitter feed here. By the way, you want to follow Bob on Twitter, at Bob Irving, C-J-O-B. My goodness, Bob, you've got almost 11,000 followers. Is that a lot? That's a lot. That's pretty good. I've got to bottle it. I've, actually, you and I, I think I'm just a little bit ahead of you, but here's the difference. Yeah. I follow people, and they follow me. So I've got probably more people that I'm following than follow me. You have almost 11,000 followers on Twitter, and you're only following 79 people, Bob. Yeah. And you know what, Bob? Yeah. I ain't one of them. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'll have to change that. How many Twitter followers does Donald Trump have? 300 million? Who knows? Yeah, yeah. So. but but I'll tell you the difference between you and Donald Trump. Boy, I never oh, yeah, thought okay. I never thought we'd go here. Bob Irving on the phone, and I'm telling him the difference between him and Donald Trump. Here's the difference between you and Donald Trump. Right. When Donald Trump tweets something out, most people roll their eyes. When yep. you tweet something out, people go, "Whoa, Bob just tweeted something. Let's see what it says." People yep. care. People Typically, care. what I tweet is the truth. It's not some twisted version of something else. For example. <laughs> Here's one that Bob sent out 15 hours. We will get to football here in a second, I promise. Here's one that Bob put out 15 hours ago. One of the cliches I hate the most is the team that wants it more will win. You kidding me? You don't think Tampa wanted it as much as Washington or that Calgary wanted to win last year's Great Cup as much as Toronto? Get serious. See, there's Bob just keeping it real. Or I could add to that, uh, do you not think the Jets wanted to win that series as much as Las Vegas did? Of course. there are certain cliches in sport that are sort of unavoidable, Hal. And, mm. uh, you know, I, I, there's some that just drive me nuts. And when I hear, well, it's the team that wants it more yeah. that will win this game. And I, 
I think occasionally that can be true. Mm. But in general, I would say that's not true. I, I think both teams in any sport, when you get certainly get deep into the playoffs, both teams have the same desire to yeah. win. It's just a matter of how the game plays yeah. out. No, I agree. I agree. Yeah. And also lots on your Twitter feed about Adam Bighill. How did he look in number 50 today? Well, he looked uh, as advertised, I would say, Hal. He's a... Uh, those who are familiar with Adam Big Hill know he's not a real tall player. He's about 5'10". He's a stocky guy. He's uh, built like a fire hydrant, but he, he's got tremendous athletic ability. He's fast. Uh, he didn't uh, work with the first-team defense. It's his first day there, but he, he ran through all the drills, and he looked as advertised. He looks like the great football player that he is. He's 29 years old. Uh, the Bombers are thrilled to have him, and he's going to be, I think, a great contributor to the cause this year. Any uh, surprises from camp, Bob? Uh, I would say not at this stage, Hal. There's going to be, you know, a few jobs that are going to go right down to the wire. But I would say in general, we know who's going to be on this team. You know, who's going to be on the offensive line. The quarterback's going to be Matt Nichols. Andrew Harris will be the running back. We pretty much know the receiving core. Uh, Defensive line looks pretty solid. Uh, now the linebacking core was open to question, but now with Big Hill here, that those questions have pretty much been answered. Uh, still a couple of spots in the secondary we wonder about, but no, there have not been any surprises, although I would say the signing of Big Hill on the weekend was about as pleasant a development and as big a development as you could get uh, for any team once camp had begun. Mm. Hey, I wanted to ask you about that. Uh, you may have said something and I might have missed it, but uh, Durant not being a part of the Bombers this year, that development, did that make it? Uh, did that make room for Big Hill? Is that kind of how this went down? I would say the fact that Enoch Mwamba, who they mm. pursued to play linebacker, went to Montreal, is as much a, a factor in opening up some cap space, some salary space for Adam Big Hill. Right. I think had they signed Mwamba, Hal, they probably wouldn't have had any interest in Adam Big Hill. Uh, but when he became available, Big Hill, I mean, uh, the Bombers had a need there. And now what you do if you're Kyle Walters and you have to worry about the salary cap is you deal with it as you go along. They don't have to declare their total expenditures on salary and all the things that go in the cap until the end of the year. So there's lots of time to maneuver and, and make changes and do all the rest of it to make sure you're under the cap. So this was more a need than anything else uh, when Adam Big Hill became available. Yeah. Hey, I'm really going to put you on the spot here, Bob, but uh, I hope you'll forgive me. Uh, the uh, Bomber podcast with uh, Greg Mackling and uh, your broadcast partner, Doug Brown. It's uh, basically people are being asked to pick the best Bomber head coach of all time. And I'm going to play some audio from that podcast here to hopefully get people to go and listen to the rest of it. Do you have a, a, a favorite? Do you have a coach that you think is above all when it comes to Bomber head coach? There have been some great ones over the years. Do you have a if you were to pick one, is there one best head coach for the Bombers that you would uh, would put above the rest? Well, I, I break that into two categories, Hal. First of all, it has to be Bud Grant. Now, that's before my time here. I came here in 73, and Bud Grant was gone, but he won four great cups. Uh, you, you know, there's just nobody who can match that. Mm. Then the second choice, and from my time here, I'm a big Mike Riley fan, but uh, Cal Murphy's the best coach the Bombers have had in my time here. Cal was here for 13 years. Part of that was as a manager only, and Mike was the head coach during some of that. Uh, But Cal was a a terrific head coach. Uh, 
you know, he led them to the Grey Cup in 84, just after a year after he arrived here. And, uh, yeah, he's got to be my pick for sure. Yeah. Bob, thanks a lot for doing this. Appreciate it. And uh, we'll just keep listening to your uh, reports and keep getting ready for those two preseason games and then the home opener here against Edmonton. First game, June 1, Hal, and the opener is June 14. Man, is it coming fast. Yep, it is. Bob Irving, thank you, sir. Yep. All right. And again, by the way, at Bob Irving, CJOB, if you want to follow Bob on Twitter. Heaven, he's, heavens, he's only got, you know, 11,000 followers. Bob needs some friends. At Bob Irving, CJOB. And if you want to follow me, at Hal Anderson. Doesn't get much easier than that. If you're a Twitter person. I'm on Facebook, too, and... And then, of course, you can always email me, hal at cjob.com. While we have time here talking about that uh, Bomber podcast, Greg Mackling and uh, Doug Brown. So basically what they've, uh, what they've done, what the boys have done, is they've uh, given, in no particular order, seven great Bomber coaches. And now it's up to you to listen to the podcast, hear their arguments, and then pick the best Bomber head coach of all time. All right? So if you want, let me just play a little bit of the podcast here to hopefully convince you to go and listen to the rest of it, all right? Doug Brown and Greg Mackling, the Bomber Podcast, looking for the best Bomber head coach of all time. So, hey, we've been tasked with uh, giving the listeners to the and the subscribers of the Blue Bomber Podcast a list of seven head coaches, the best seven head coaches all time of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, and then they have to pick the top three this is a little bit of a challenge. I would say, you know, getting to seven, you say you had no problem getting to seven. I had no problem well, getting to six. It gets a little six. thin. It gets a little thin from four to seven. Let's put it that way, right? Fair there are Fair some enough. great, great coaches in the history of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, but then it thins out, you know, and then you start looking for other things. So let's just kick this off. Do you have. Why don't we just throw it out there? And, uh, yeah, in we'll no particular order. No particular order because the order will be determined by you, the fans. Yeah. So uh, I say when you say one kind of thing. Yeah. I'll put uh, Reg Throwfall. Yeah, there you list. go. Now there's the guy I'm probably missing. <laughs> Why have you got Reg on the list? Uh, well, he won two Grey Cups, so he That'll should probably be on your list. 28 and 8 over four years in Winnipeg. Uh, 1938 to 1941 was his coaching tenure. Mm -hmm. They called him the Demon Coacher, which is uh, a nickname you would never have in 2018. (laughs) Uh, And he took the team, five Grey Cup appearances. And uh, hang on a second, began, I don't know. I don't know. What what do you mean you don't know? It says began in 1938 to 41, but I got five Grey Cup appearances. Yeah, 38, 39, 40, 41. Wait, wait, that's only four. 38, 39, 40, 41. That's four. That's why I'm saying. Anyways, yeah. I got five Somebody's, break-up appearances, one, so, two. But Are you arguing with Google? I'm arguing with somebody. We but anyway, he did win two Grey Cups, 28 and 8, four years with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Yeah, and a 667 a winning percentage. That's not bad at all, right? You yeah, he has to be that. on that list for sure. Yeah, okay. You uh, convinced me. I uh, My I history do doesn't go back far enough. Boy, for a moment there, I thought it was the math podcast. No, it's not the math podcast. It's the bomber podcast. Doug Brown, Greg Mackling, help them narrow down that list to the best head coach for the Bombers of all time. Go and check out the podcast, all right? Google Play, iTunes, cjob.com, Doug Brown, Greg Mackling, the Bomber Podcast. Um, Just got a text message here from Steve. I was saying yesterday 
how this show, how Anderson Afternoons now, should be about people helping people, like all of us helping each other, or that should be a part of this. Steve says, Hal, I've got a commercial convection oven in good condition. If any charities you know uh, need one, just come and get it. Thanks, bud. Well, isn't that generous, Steve? I know a while ago there was a charity that we hooked up, uh, uh, we found an oven for them. So I know a lot of charities listen to CJOB. I'll put that out there. And a lot of the charities and the people involved know me. So email me, hal at cjob.com, or phone me, 204-780-6868, or text that number, and I will keep your info here, Steve. And then if I hear from a charity, I'll uh, I'll let you know. And maybe I'll make a few calls when I get off the air and see if we can't uh, get that commercial convection oven to a good home where it'll get lots of use. Thank you, Steve. Appreciate that. we got a break here. The news at 1.30. Savannah Piers filling in for Tristan Field-Jones. And then after the news here at 1.30, Jody Johnson from the Red River X. Hang on. Hal on CJOB. Thank you very much, Savannah Piers. 1.33. We are continuing here on a Thursday afternoon. Uh, what are we? May 24th. I can't believe we're getting close to the end of May and June will be here in no time. And then, of course, you're going to be going, hey, should we go to the X? Red River X is coming up and uh, Jody Johnson joins us here in studio today. Jody is the communications and marketing manager at Red River Exhibition Association. Jody, nice to see you. Hey there. Nice to see you. Thank you for coming in. Yeah. Um, Red River X. I mean, you know, every year we talk about the crazy rides and, of course, the mini donuts and all the great food. And the X is about a bunch of stuff. Um, Everybody has their favorite stuff. But it really is a great connection to the community. There's so much stuff that happens involving Winnipeggers and Manitobans. And so we want to get you here today to talk a little bit about that. And you've got some room in some different events that are going on. So let's uh, get going here. we got lots to get to. Yeah. Can you believe the Red River X has been around for 67 years? Wow. It's It's been a big part of our, our Manitoba community and mm. um, really trying to get people engaged back into the fair. Mm-hmm. We often talk about putting the fair back into the fair. Yeah. And that's really what it's been about the last five years, which has been great. But we want people to know that there are ways that they can get involved. Yeah. If you're um, a creative arts kind of a person, we have of um, competitions for photography, quilting, art. Um, so if you're a painter or a drawer, mm. we've got competitions. And you can win some money, too, yeah. at these kinds of things, which yeah. is really fantastic. That For me, that's kind of what the fair is about. Because I remember as a kid going with my grandma, who was a painter, and she would enter her stuff. Or, you know, I listen, I've uh, I've been at appear- I've made appearances and judged just about every competition you can imagine in this business <laughs> over the years. I remember one time I went and I judged a relish and chutney uh, contest. I have never eaten so much relish and chutney <laughs> in my life. But it's it's that kind of stuff, right? And you get the ribbon. And, I mean, there's all kinds of cool stuff like that that happens every year at the Red River X. Absolutely. And it's not just, you know, it's for, or it's for all ages, too. Mm. New this year, we have a star-bound youth talent competition. So it's about getting young people involved in the fair. So yeah. 11 to 18-year-olds who sing or dance or uh, play piano or any kind of instrument yeah. uh, can uh, participate in that competition. And 
we've got over $10,000 in prize money wow. uh, spread out over that competition. Mm-hmm. And uh, that deadline is next Wednesday. So folks can just pop online, upload an audition video. We're trying to make it really easy. Um, but there really is some great prize money involved. And then their families come out yeah. and watch them perform. Sure. Um, we allow outside food and drink too. So people can bring a picnic and really make a day out of mm-hmm. it. And uh, we'll get the website out again. But you mentioned the website. Let's get it out now. And then we'll remind everybody at the end of the conversation. For sure. Here. It's easy. Redriverex.com. Mm-hmm. Um, and all of the information is there. If you look under the community tab, um, we have lots of information about uh, performing on our community stage. So if you're uh, with a martial arts group or we've had a Zumba group in the past, um, uh, fiddlers, dancers, all kinds of people um, can apply and just come out and perform. It's not a competition. We have the stage there just for all members of the community to come out yeah. and Give it their all sure. and, and show off a mm-hmm. little bit uh, Red to R- our community. RedRiverXEX.com. RedRiverX.com. And just again, you said Wednesday is the deadline for the youth competition. And what are the ages on that again? 11 to 18 years old. Okay. Yeah, so. so if you've got somebody talented, and you know, get them involved in this because it's a chance at up to $10,000 in cash. Right? Exactly. Cash and, and, it's a, and it's a great performance opportunity, mm-hmm. too. I mean, you come out and yeah. um, if you're if you're new to performing, um, what a what better way to get started than mm-hmm. something like this. So, yeah. so it's been great. What are a few other examples of things you've got this year that people should know about? Yeah, so we have um, uh, a huge horse jumping competition that happens as well the first weekend of the X. Local horses and riders also compete for over $10,000 wow. in prize money. We've got some serious money here no to give away to folks. Um, yeah. But it's great because they come out, uh, they put on a show um, for uh, people who are there just to watch and experience the X, but it also in engages local riders Mm -hmm. um, in the competition as well. So that's great. That happens the first weekend. Local firefighters also come and uh, participate in FireFit. And this is a competition where um, local firefighters from around the the province come and participate in their skills competition. It's it's really quite fascinating Mm. how they put up the tower and have to run up and down the tower and do the dummy drag. It's really interesting. Yeah, It's fantastic. Mm -hmm. And uh, they participate for a chance to compete at the national level. So this is kind of the regional qualifier, if you Mm -hmm. will. So that engages some local firefighters from around the province too. So so that's great. And we've got local Highland Games uh, participants. They come Mm. out and they demonstrate some some Highland Games activities for us. We've got arm wrestlers who come and compete on the first Saturday of the X. And again, there's some prize money involved uh, for those folks as well. Um, So it really, you know, again, runs the gamut of, uh, of, of people. Yeah. The, the cool thing about this is, you know, it's sort of competitions and things people, the local people can get involved in, but then they're putting on the show for other locals that come and check it out, right? Exactly. It's kind of twofold that way. Yeah. And it doesn't stop at people. We also have uh, local animal groups as well involved. So we've got local dog and cat rescue organizations that come yeah. and uh, and showcase some pets that are available for adoption. We don't allow adoptions on site, but mm-hmm. it raises awareness for yeah. these groups and, um, sure. and then folks can follow up after the fact but mm-hmm. um, but we have that and we also have commodity groups so folks from you know Manitoba beef Manitoba pork Manitoba chicken all of those folks as well are are on hand to um, talk about uh a safe animal yeah. um, welfare, as well as uh, safe food handling. So again, a real local connection to the community. And and that's really what it's all about. Yeah. When we were emailing the other day, you know, I, as I said, everybody hears Red River X and they all have the, the things that pop into their mind. But as you started listing things off as we were emailing all these different 
things that locals do and get involved in at the X and, and can win prizes and entertain other Winnipeggers and Manitobans. You know, the Red River X really is so connected to the community. It really is about the community. And and as you say, community participation, as well as uh, folks coming to see other members of their family participating, that's what a fair is about. It's about community Mm. engagement, people coming together. Um, We offer, you know, some free admission times and days as well. So um, price really isn't a barrier for Mm -hmm. admission. Um, And they're welcome to come and enjoy the day. Again, they can bring a picnic if they like and um, we see lots of uh, folks stopping for a Safeway barbecue chicken on the way and they bring it with them and fill up their water bottles and really make a day out of it. Mm -hmm. They can watch their um, son or daughter or niece and nephew perform on our community stage and um, it becomes becomes a real part of the community. Yeah, the community stage. Talk a little more about that because that's uh, you you can actually, uh, now is that different than the competition? Yeah. Yeah, it is, right. It is. It's same kind of idea where Mm -hmm. you are just free to get up and Hey, I play, and I play a mean guitar. Can I come up on the community stage? And the answer is yes. Absolutely. Mm. If you're not a competitive kind of yeah. person or, or that's not quite your shtick, mm. um, please feel free to apply to be on our community stage. And again, we have all different age groups too. You know, we yeah. have wee little ones who come out and, uh, and do some martial arts, which is fantastic. Mm. Plus we have some older folks come out and uh, they Zumba or they participate with their uh, community band. Um, We've had you know, the range of, of performers and entertainers yeah. just to come out and have mm-hmm. a great time with their group on yeah. that particular yeah. stage. And then there's the rides and the games and the mini donuts and the food and, you know, whatever on a stick and I mean, everything else that goes along with Red River X. But we wanted to get you in, Jody, today to kind of focus in on the community stuff because there's a lot of it. And we haven't even mentioned everything now, but we encourage people to go to Red River X, that's E-X, RedRiverX.com. That's right. Where they can find out more there. I don't think we even mentioned the dates on the Red River X? June 15th to 24th. Okay. So it's that 10 days in mid-June. Yeah. Um, and of course, t- uh, tickets are available right now in stores or online. Um, but uh, but again, people can come out and participate in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. And again, the, the website is a great place to go to. It's got all the concert listings. It's got all of the activity listings. Um, and it also has all of our information about how the community can get involved mm-hmm. and participate. Man, only a few weeks away. I know. From Red River X. Yeah, you it's must crazy. be very busy getting ready. You can tell something's going on yes. around there. <laughs> yeah. Anything else you want to mention that maybe we haven't mentioned or you want to emphasize something before we wrap it up? Um, we do have a couple of deadlines coming up. So if folks want to get involved in some of our competitions, yeah. like our art, our photo, our quilt competitions, they need to go to the website right away. That deadline is tomorrow just oh, wow. to let us know they'd like to enter. Mm-hmm. They can bring down um, their pieces over the next couple of weeks which is great. Yeah. Um, but uh, for, and for our uh, Starbound Talent Competition, the Youth Talent Competition, that deadline is Wednesday. next Wednesday. That's right. right. So those are kind of a little bit more urgent than, yeah. than, than others. But again, all of the information is on the website and uh, they can find it all there. I will mention those deadlines again later in the show and again tomorrow and make sure we get it on before Wednesday, next Wednesday, awesome. just, to, just to remind people because people are coming and going all the time. It's true. But uh, Jody, thank you very much for coming. I really appreciate it. Have a great Red River X. Thank you. And again, redriverx.com. That's E-X, redriverx.com. It's all there for you. Jody Johnson, Communications and Marketing Manager, Red River Exhibition Association, 143, HAL on CJOB. 
We uh, just had Jody Johnson here from Red River X, and I got a text message here from Wayne. How do they still have bingo at the X? Jody had left the room, but I checked, and yes, Wayne, you can still play bingo at Red River X starting June 15th. And again, the website for all that info is Red River X. That's EX, Red River X dot com. All right, Santa Lucia Pizza up for grabs now. Tough trivia time. All you got to do is answer the question correctly, and I hook you up with Santa Lucia Pizza. Here's the question, 204-780-6868, 204-780-6868. Women spend nearly one year of their life doing this. Women spend nearly a year of their life doing this. One whole year, almost a whole year of their life doing this. Women, what is it? 204 6868 204 6868 for Santa Lucia Pizza. Hello, have you got a guess? Uh, blow dry their hair? No, not the uh, correct answer. No. Hi, CJOB. Uh, how about a pedicure, manicure? Mm, good guess, but not the correct answer. No. Hi, CJOB. Hi, putting on uh, makeup? No, no, not putting on makeup. You're all sort of hovering around it, but nobody's uh, nailed it yet. Hi, CJLB. Hi, putting makeup on? Nope, not putting on makeup. Had that already. Women spend nearly a year of their life doing this. What is it? Hi. Hi, how about uh, putting on makeup? Not putting on makeup. Nope, we've had uh, the same answer multiple times now, three or four of them. Hi, CJLB. What was the answer? What was all the same answers? Because I wasn't listening. Well, somebody said uh, putting on makeup. Somebody said doing their hair. Okay. I'm going to say, are you ready for it? <laughs> I don't know if I am or not, but sure, go ahead. <laughs> talking on the phone. <laughs> not talking on the phone. Thank you very much. I appreciate the warning, too, by the way. Hi, CJOB. Would it be looking in the mirror? Uh, no, not looking in the mirror. Again, all of these uh, are kind of in the right direction, but not warm yet. I don't want to say too much or I'll take you off track. But anyhow. Hi, you got a guess? Hi, shaving. Shaving. No, not shaving. No, thank you, though. Hi, CJOB. How about trying on clothes? No, but you are the warmest so far. Oh, uh, you know, you're almost there. I should almost give you another shot at it. it, it, it okay. Uh, let me ask the question again, and then you take one more stab at it, okay? Oh, okay. Women spend nearly one year of their life doing this. What is it? Getting dressed? No, I'm going to have to say no. I'm going to be a real stickler. Sorry, sorry, not that, but you're the warmest so far. Hi, CJOB. Hi. Hi. Got a guess? <laughs> Oh, I was going to say painting your nails. No, not painting your nails. No. Hi, CJOB. Doing their nails? Not doing their nails. No. Hi, have you got a guess? Uh, how about standing in front of the closet deciding what to wear? For Santa Lucia Pizza, women spend nearly a year of their life deciding what to wear. Woo! Yes. Very good. What is your name? Derek. And Derek, I think it says a lot that a man got the correct answer for that question. <laughs> because we're there the ones go. we're the ones sitting around waiting for them. <laughs> so 
sitting in the car waiting when they said they're only going to be five minutes. Yes, you know how that works. Yeah, but listen, we love them. They they look great for us. That's what I get told all the time when I give my wife grief about taking a long time. She goes, do I look great? And I went, babe, you look great. You look fantastic. She goes, that's for you. I did that for you. So there you go. Hey, enjoy your Santa Lucia pizza. Thank you so much. All right. Put you on hold here. Jeff Forchie will talk to you off the air, and we'll get you hooked up with your pizza. We'll do it again tomorrow. One more uh, tough trivia question tomorrow uh, on this uh, short week for Santa Lucia pizza. Right? We'll do that uh, tomorrow. Savannah Pierce is filling in for Tristan Field-Jones. She'll have the news for you coming up here at 2 o'clock, 1.53 right now. Let me uh, play uh, Russ Wyatt's statement. Russ Wyatt. Back at work, back at uh, City Hall after going to rehab. Here's what he had to say uh, to council and uh, to the rest of council and to the media as he got back to work today. Take a listen. wanted to uh, thank everybody. Um, I want to thank a lot of people, actually. Uh, it was an amazing process to go through um, and journey that I've been on. I want to, um, you know, thank my, my family. Uh, my wife is a saint. Uh, all of my family, close friends. I want to um, thank my community uh, for all their thoughts and their prayers and uh, for their patience while I've been gone. Um, uh, the community has been absolutely very supportive and absolutely amazing. Um, I want to thank as well the broad community of the whole city many messages and um, their thoughts and their prayers and I want to let this chamber know I have the utmost respect uh, for this body and um, it was not an easy decision about uh, I guess two and a half three years ago I reached out to a fellow uh, Ian Rabb and I guess I wasn't ready at that time a a former member of this chamber actually suggested I call him Paula and um, never took him up on it finally did in January and thank God the facility that we have there is exists today uh, it was absolutely amazing it's a world-class facility actually for Manitoba um, and I want to thank them I want to thank them all those counselors and therapists uh, each and every one of them um, they became family to me I was there 79 days uh, it was spiritually emotionally physically mentally draining, uh, but it was also very um, uplifting uh, and just have a different outlook on things, a different outlook on life, a different perspective, a shift if you want. Uh, I do different things now that I never did before that are healthy and make you feel good. Uh, I'm not going to get into that now, but I just want to thank everybody and I want to thank the staff and I want to thank the clerk's office, uh, Mark and Richard, and who are always there. Um, for just being so supportive. Um, Thank you. Russ Wyatt back at City Hall today representing Transcona after 79 days in rehab at the Aurora Recovery Center. The news at 2 is next. Hal Anderson Afternoons on CJOB. Thank you very much, Savannah. 204. And uh, by the way, producing the show today is uh, always, as usual, Jeff Forche. And uh, Jeff Forche produces a show uh, with Richard Clucci and Julie Buckingham, starting at 4 o'clock, the news. And uh, this guy you hear with uh, Rich and Julie as well, Global Weather Specialist Mike Conkin. Good afternoon, sir. Thank you for having me, Hal. 
Oh, I plan on having you uh, quite often, sir, as we head into a, a nice summer. Hopefully it'll be mostly good news. But now today we've got a severe thunderstorm watch. Give us some details here. Yes, so we had uh, the severe thunderstorm watch put in effect for pretty much all of southern Manitoba. It's really just areas close to that Ontario border that are without a uh, severe thunderstorm watch because there is a chance that we see them spark up again later on today. So we've got some clearing now that will allow things to uh, continue to heat up. So the conditions are right for it. However, if we are going to be seeing some severe thunderstorm activity, it's going to be pretty sparse. There's actually one cell actually that's uh, about southwest of Brandon at the moment where there is a warning in place. So we'll see how that one goes. But it kind of gives you an idea if you were to pull up a picture on your phone of uh, if you open up your Global News Sky Tracker app, you'll see that it's a fairly small area that has those potentially severe thunderstorms. So we could see that happen again later in the day today after we continue to heat up with all the heat and moisture that is uh, that is out there. Yeah, so you're saying things could still heat up, eh? Because it's not as humid right now as I thought it would be at this time. Uh, we're still adding a fairly good amount to our actual air temperature. If I pull up the information here, it is temperature is 25 degrees at the airport at 1 o'clock. Humidex value puts us at 30. So if we continue oh. to heat up towards the yeah. later afternoon hours, that'll get us closer to that 30, feeling like 35 type mm. of range. And so it makes it a little easier for uh, some thunderstorm activity. A little bit more moisture out there, too. Yeah, because my question that I started the show with, um, and I'll ask you, Humidex or wind chill, Mr. Konkin? Which would you prefer if you had to pick one? Humidex or wind chill? Uh, I'm going to go with, I would take wind chill values, uh, just because you can always add more layers and cover up, whereas you can only peel so much to a socially acceptable level when uh, it gets really humid outside. So you must that one, said, I feel, is harder. You must have sent with. the text message that I read about <laughs> half an hour ago because it said the exact same thing. Yeah, I think I'm probably a wind chill guy, too. I, I don't like either, I'll be honest with you, but I'll take the wind chill because you're right. You can throw a jacket on or a blanket or, or whatever, and, and the hum big guys like me, we don't do well when the humidex starts getting up there. Just it's, it's not good for it's not good big guy weather. It's not good for anybody. Yeah. Everybody's uncomfortable when uh, when you get all that humidity, for sure. Yeah. All right. So heading into the weekend, uh, how are things looking for the weekend? Uh, well, as far as showers go, uh, we'll likely see a few more thunderstorms later in the day. Again, they will be sparse, and we do have that chance for some severe weather, so we will be keeping an eye on any warnings that do pop up. But as we get into the weekend, really just scattered showers, thunderstorm activity tomorrow, as Savannah mentioned, a little less likely to be severe, and actually the chance of seeing some rain on Saturday continues to diminish. So when when we do see these thunderstorms, we could, uh, we'll see some isolated pockets where we could get you know, 10, 20, maybe even 30 millimeters of rain, but mm. it's going to be pretty sparse. We don't have anything that's really widespread that's going to be showing up. But generally, as we get into the weekend, temperatures slowly cool down. Those humidex values are also going to be a little bit lower for us as well. So getting a bit more comfortable to start off Saturday. Mike Conkin, thank you very much, sir. And we'll have uh, more from you during the news. Started, well, just before the news at 4, but then during the news at 4. And, of course, we'll watch tonight on Global News Television at 6 o'clock. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Mr. Mike Conkin, Global News uh, weather specialist joining us here on CJOB. All right, uh, let me get to the question again, which I uh, asked Mike, Humidex or wind chill? Getting some more reaction to that uh, by text at 204-780-6868. Hal, I have zero body fat. I need it hot. Wow. Can you imagine having zero body fat? I wish.
Good for you. Good for you, though. Good for you. Uh, another one here, no name on this one either. The heat makes me tired, Hal, but in the winter I can get fired right up. I work outside year-round. I'll tell you what, people that work outside, uh, you know, when the weather's nice, I go, wow, what a great gig. But then when I see people are working out there in, you know, minus 40, minus 45 and that kind of stuff, tip of the hat to you, boy, that's uh, that's fantastic. And then uh, I think Jim is on the phone here wanting to weigh in on this, 204 780 Hello, Jim. Oh, hi, Al. You know what I would take? I wouldn't take the humidity. I wouldn't take the wind chill. But if I could have a year-round uh, weather, it would be the fall. The fall, yeah. I'm a fall yeah. guy, too. Yeah, spring yeah, as yeah, well. Yeah. Spring as well. But in the spring, you usually get, although we didn't see it this spring, but usually oh. you've got uh, showers and puddles and all that kind of yeah. stuff. But I agree. Fall is great. Yeah, with the colors of the 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 trees and all that, so I, that's how I phone in and say that one. Yep, good stuff, Jim. Thank you. Okay, yeah, thank you. All right, so there's Jim. His favorite season is fall. Wasn't really my question, but he kind of weighed in on my question, I guess. Appreciate the call, though. Thank you very much, Jim. Uh, Gary, getting off track here now, getting away from the weather. Gary sent in a text here. How it's beginning to sound like you're getting spoiled. Hot dogs? Well, the wife is away? Lucky you. Yes, my wife was busy at dinner last night, so I went over to... Uh, uh, Dairy Whip and I had a hot dog there because we were talking about hot dogs yesterday. And one of the places that got lots of uh, big reviews was uh, the Dairy Whip. It was very good. Uh, Gary goes on to say, LOL, uh, nice here today. Some decent rain and cooler temps that will also help out with the fires, hopefully. Anyway, have a great day, sir, Gary, north of the peg. Thank you, Gary. Yeah, let's hope we get uh, let's hope we get some rain and uh, not too much lightning, right? You get what I'm saying? And all these people that are being evacuated because of uh, these fires certainly wish them all the best. And another text message here from Linda. Linda says, Hal, after your conversation yesterday with the president of the chamber in Churchill, would it be possible to start a GoFundMe page to help the Churchill community feel so bad for them? Yeah, that's a good idea. Just somebody's got to do it, right? That woman in in Humboldt started that one up and millions and millions and millions of dollars. Somebody's just got to start it up and and get the word out. Um, But uh, we'll see what happens uh, with Churchill. We're we're hearing that maybe there might be an announcement close that might see work start up on that rail line. But uh, as David Daly from the chamber told me yesterday, how we've been hearing that for a year because yesterday was the one-year anniversary of that rail line uh, being washed out. (laughs) We're getting some more now on the weather. John says, Hal, try rubber pants in this weather. Boy, no thanks. I don't know why you're wearing rubber pants, but uh, (laughs) I'm sure it has to do with your work, right? You're not out there in spandex or anything. I hope not, John, but thank you for the text message. I appreciate that. Uh, Hal, it is hot. Uh, setting fence posts in River Heights. Okay. And uh, I think that's it for text messages. It's just not as hot right now as I thought it would be. I thought it would be more hot and humid than uh, what the uh, equipment is showing here at CJOB. Here at CJOB, we're saying 57% humidity, 28%, uh, 28 the current temperature, Feels like 29, but Mike said 25 at the airport feels like 30. So it's definitely humid, but, you know, we're only 
you know, just after 2 o'clock. So that certainly uh, certainly could grow. 2.12, let's take a break. We'll come right back, though. Don't go anywhere. Hal Anderson on CJOB. I'm uh, just taking a look here at my email, hal at cjob.com, and uh, I saw a lot of Max email, and I thought, oh, boy, I better open that one quickly. Maybe it's good news. No. Uh, well, it is good news in that this weekend's Lotto Max draw is a record breaker. $60 million. Now that gets my interest. And an estimated 46 Max Millions draws for $1 million each. So you're talking over $100 million this weekend. Lotto Max. Mm-mm-mm. I guess I will be buying a few tickets. Good luck. We've had a few uh, winners in Winnipeg uh, of late, so uh, hopefully you can win a chunk of that change. Wouldn't that be nice, eh? Uh, for the last couple of days, I've been wanting to play for you an interview I did this week uh, a couple of days ago with Marnie Courage. She is uh, out with a new program in Manitoba. It's called Safe Living Manitoba. And it's all about keeping uh, your mom and your dad, your elderly parents, in their home as long as they want to be there. And I just went through this with my mom. She stayed in her home for a long time. She's now moved into a home. She loves it. She loves it in the home, and we're glad she loves it in the home. But she did want to stay um, at home as as long as possible. And so I wanted to play this uh, really short interview that I did with Marnie the other day. Marnie Courage and details on Safe Living Manitoba. It's an exciting new program in Manitoba offered by our company, Enabling Access. We're a local company here from Winnipeg. And uh, basically, it's a preventative functional screening, home safety and accessibility assessment and consultation service uh, conducted by occupational therapists. All right. And so explain that. There were a lot of big words in there or or (laughs) words that maybe people might not understand. Exactly what service then do you provide? Yeah, well, really, we're looking at um, offering this program to seniors who are wanting to age in place in their current residence or to speak to people who have disabilities and maybe considering changes to their home in terms of home modifications to to live there longer term. And uh, we're, we're helping out families by providing functional screenings, which is really looking at the residents' cognitive and physical abilities identifying um, any risk factors that might exist for them, and looking at the accessibility barriers of the home. Um, And then we work with families to connect them with the community resources that can help provide support and uh, modifications to their home. Gotcha. Now, I just went through this with my mom. My mom just moved into a home uh, in southern Alberta, but she stayed in her home for a long time and wanted to be there. And that's uh, kind of what you're trying to help people do, stay in their home if that's what they want. Absolutely. A lot of quality of life comes from staying in your residence. It's a familiar environment. Um, A lot of people have pets. They want a front door, a backyard, all of those things, a community of neighbors, Mm -hmm. and they don't want to lose that. Yet family members are often fearful about maybe their parents um, being at risk of falling or it just being too much for them to take care of. So this service is is unique in that it's a proactive service. We don't wait for somebody to have that fall or we don't wait for somebody um, to be, you know, isolated in their home. We look at 
what can we do preventatively and help families to do proactively to ensure their loved one is, is safe at home, has the necessary supports in place, and maybe change the environment to fit that person a bit better? Now, you mentioned that Safe Living Manitoba is a company. So how do people do this? Do they uh, have to pay you? Is it covered somehow? Maybe explain that part of it. Sure. So Safe Living Manitoba is a program that's offered by a company called Enabling Access here in Winnipeg. We're located on Cordon Avenue. And so right now we're a fee-for-service program. Um, So the, the assessment itself is $350. But what we're finding is a lot of uh, folks who have extended health care plans will cover that fee for a professional occupational therapy service. So uh, we're, we're hoping to have um, some, some funding provided by governments and other programs. But right now it's a fee-for-service program. We're wanting people to know that they, there is something they can do um, to prevent that first fall that can lead to hospitalization of their loved one. We know that uh, one-third of the hospitalizations due to falls for seniors will lead to a move to uh, an assisted living facility. Marnie, as I said, I just went through this with my mom. You're providing an important service. Best of luck with it. Thanks so much, Hal. Thanks for having me on the show. Marnie Courage, uh, it's called Safe Living Manitoba if you're in need of help. And I know uh, my sister in Alberta and myself, we we really struggled for a while making sure my mom was was safe at home alone. So this is a, a really important service. If you're looking for help, there it is right there. Um, so we talked about, uh, you know, the heat and there might be some thunderstorms later on that get kicked up. It's not as hot and humid today as I thought it was going to be, but, you know, it is certainly getting there. And uh, I don't know if you heard this story about a global news reporter of ours in Vancouver who uh, was leaving a parkade or she was in the parkade uh, yesterday and she sort of heard muffled cries and she found these four kids left alone in the car. And then this undercover police officer came by and, and uh, dad said he the babysitter canceled on him and he had to get to work. And so that's a whole other story. And heat wasn't an issue. But listen to this. I I saw this and I thought, wow, you know, um, really got to be, and I think of it more for dogs. I don't have kids. I think of it more for my dog, Hershey. You got to really be careful about leaving your animals in your car on a hot day. And we're going to start getting some hot days. We got a hot day today. We're going to start getting some hot days. There is a new U.S. study that has found it does not take very long. For a parked car on a sunny day to literally become an oven. Listen to some of the numbers in this report from Dave Packer. 156 degrees. That's on average how hot the surface of a vehicle dashboard is after an hour in the sun. The steering wheel, 127 degrees. The seat, 123 degrees. For a child left behind in a hot car, it takes just over an hour for the body's core temperature to reach 104 degrees and heat stroke. Under two hours for cars parked in the shade. The research from Arizona State University and UC San Diego. And one more number, 42. That's how many children died last year after being left in hot vehicles. So kids or dogs, boy, when it's uh, sunny and hot out, you know, it's not good enough just to crack the window. 156 degrees Fahrenheit. uh, That is uh, just crazy. Hey, today, before we have to break here for the news at 2.30... Today is Morse Code Day. 
It is Aviation Maintenance Technician Day today. We've got some of those here in Winnipeg, right? Over at uh, Boeing and, and Standard. It's Brothers Day today. It's Eat More Fruits and Vegetables Day. It's Emergency Medical Services Day. It's International Tierra Day. Get your tiaras out, everybody. And it's also Escargot Day today. Now, I'm not really into the Escargot, but I have been known at the keg to order the Escargot and uh, and dip those uh, uh, buns and stuff in the juice that's left in the Escargot there. That's... But they're snails, right? Ugh. Mm-mm. No, but I have been known to eat the odd one. It's escargot day. You might want to eat one today. It's escargot day. I think that's what it means. We eat, we eat them today, I think. I'm not sure. Hey, we're going to break for the news. Savannah Pierce has the news here for you. And then Carolyn Klassen joins us from 2.30 to 3, as she does every Thursday. Carolyn from Conexus Counseling. Going to talk about a bunch of stuff with her, including... Dealing with disappointment. We're all disappointed. The Jets out of the playoffs. Dealing with disappointment and other stuff coming up with Carolyn Klassen after the news next here on CJOB. That severe thunderstorm watch is still in effect for southwestern and south-central Manitoba, including Winnipeg. Today, mainly cloudy skies, the risk of a severe thunderstorm in the afternoon, and a high of 30. Tonight, mainly cloudy, a 40% chance of showers or thunderstorms, and a low of 16. Tomorrow, mainly cloudy, a 40% chance of showers or thunderstorms, and a high of 26. And Saturday, cloudy, with a 40% chance of showers and a high of 22. Right now, it is 29 degrees at 680 CJOB. Now we go back to Hal Anderson. Thank you, Savannah Pierce. 2.33, Thursday afternoon. Just about there. One more day tomorrow, and then it's the weekend. And uh, we got some fun stuff planned for tomorrow. Fiona Odlum. I'm going to try and get Fiona on the show every Friday. I think that's what we're going to do. We're just going to do it. It's my show, right? Jeff Orche, producer of this show. It's my show, right? It's your show. Okay, I'm just checking. Because I dreamt that. I'm not sure if I dreamt that it was my show or... Oh, it's your show. It's my right. show. Okay, good. So it's we're going to have... It's almost Friday. And it's almost Friday. So we're going to have Fiona Odlum on tomorrow. She put a good uh, put me in a good mood last Friday, put a big smile on my face. So we'll talk to Fiona, one of my old morning show friends. Uh, she'll be on the show tomorrow. And somebody else puts a smile on my face every Thursday, and she was not here last Thursday. I, I need my uh, Carolyn Klassen fix. Uh, Carolyn, how are you? It's great to be here. I'm great. A couple of uh, people were saying, where's Carolyn? It's relax. <laughs> She's just got a Thursday off. Just calm down, everybody. Uh, so they missed you. We got lots to talk about, but I want to plug this because we are getting very close now to your TEDx talk here in Winnipeg. It's less than three weeks away. Yes. Wow. TEDx is happening on Wednesday, June the 13th, and it's going to be a great day. Um, one of the cool things about being a speaker is I have a chance to get to know the other speakers. Mm-hmm. We get together from time to time to um, listen to each other's talks and sort of hear how they're getting refined and practice with each other. And there's just a great lineup of people and all the people at TED, they're so fantastic. And um, TEDx Winnipeg, um, the committee that runs it is now experienced. They've been running it for a number of years. And at our first meeting, it was pretty clear. They said, we will give you all sorts of support, but we will set the bar high because we expect excellence at this event. There's great people coming that want to exchange ideas. Guests, when they come, they don't just come to listen to the speakers. They come to engage with each other and to engage with the ideas. And so there's all sorts of ways that um, there's 
opportunity set up for people to talk to each other and to exchange ideas. Um, you know, visit people in the audience, mm. talking with people in the audience to learn and grow from each other. It's just a fabulous day of sort of having a chance to be inspired and to um, sort of think cool thoughts and um, just kind of move forward in, in exciting ways. I think it's going to be a fantastic day. I can hardly wait. So Carolyn's part of it. June 13th, you can get your tickets at TEDxWinnipeg.ca. TEDxWinnipeg.ca. There are not very many tickets left. That's my understanding. They're pretty running low, yeah. And uh, you will be talking about how we're all wired for connection. Well, you know me, right? Yes, you, that's uh, your mantra. What is your idea we're spreading? Well, my idea we're spreading is that we are wired for connection. Mm-hmm. Um, we do better in relationships when we invest in time with each other mm. and grow with each other. We live longer, healthier lives. Mm-hmm. You know, I think we all grew as Winnipeggers and Manitobans following the Winnipeg Jets. Didn't I, we, though? I think so. Um, I was never much of a hockey guy, but I'll tell you what, it got to the point where my <laughs> wife and I, jet, we we would put on, I got gear and everything. <laughs> we would put it on. We'd sit down. We'd watch the game. We had to work our lives around the games. So while we, we, Yes, I did. And I think that I will definitely be more of a fan next year. Because it's about the hockey, but I think it's about much more than that. And and I think there were a lot of disappointed people when the Jets were eliminated. And that's one of the things we want to talk about mm-hmm. today, dealing with disappointment. So this this works if your hockey team doesn't make it to the next <laughs> run to the Stanley Cup final. Mm-hmm. But it also works with, you know, disappointment that we deal with in life. Disappointment is absolutely a part of life. And I think we as Winnipeggers are all feeling it now um, that the Jets lost. It was so much fun mm. to not only have them doing well, but to have the whiteout, to have the spotlight on the city in such yep. positive ways, to feel so good about the place that we live in, to spend time with family and friends. I think as people look back on this, they won't remember so much the loss that the Jets had in this latest series, but they will remember gathering around the television with their friends or gathering at you know downtown in the whiteout. There's a few that were even in the arena when yeah. those games happened live, the lucky few. Um, compared to the rest of us that were watching from other places. It was so much fun. And so, yes, it's absolutely hard and disappointing now that it's over. And I think um, I think the loss, when a sports team is eliminated from the playoffs, when you have such high hopes for them, it's actually kind of like batting practice for dealing with disappointment for the rest of life, right? Because disappointment is a part of life. Yep. Um, and loss is a part of life. And so um, while this certainly affected us, for most of us, it doesn't change our day-to-day, right? Mm-hmm. We still got up the next morning and went to work the same as way we, as we would have. And so it's a disappointment, but it's kind of a manageable one, and we get to feel the feelings and practice moving through them um, in a way that gets us ready for when there's inevitably bigger disappointments in life. And is that then the best simple advice that when you have disappointment, whatever it is, you just get up, dust yourself off, and keep going? Well, that's part of it. I think we have, first of all, we have to recognize that disappointment is normal and natural. And uh, I was reading that is actually the third most commonly experienced emotion, love being the first one, regret being the second, and disappointment being the third. Mm. And disappointment is just something that's a part of life. There's five components to disappointment. Um, disappointment in with disappointment theory involves five elements. The first is a situation in which the outcome was uncertain. We didn't know if the Jets were going to win or lose. Yep. We were hoping for a positive outcome. Yeah. That's the second. The third was that we felt we deserved the positive outcome, right? We put in the time. We were loyal to this team for years. We worked our way through. Now, now this was our year, right? Um, we were surprised that we didn't achieve the outcome. 
And we couldn't control the outcome by our personal actions. And that's a part of disappointment, too, is that there really wasn't anything we could have done. We had all sorts of people that were wearing, like, grape-stained jerseys in order to be able to help because they they wore it the last time they yeah. went, right? We all did everything we could. There was so much superstition around the city. It was crazy, right, with people doing this or not doing that. Mm-hmm. We did what we could, and it wasn't enough. The yeah. Jets still lost because one of the teams had to lose. And so I think it's really important to just acknowledge that disappointment exists Disappointment hurts. It's a moment of suffering when we feel disappointment for anything. Mm -hmm. And then to know that, to also take a step back and to say, many people get disappointed every day and they make it through and I will too, regardless of what the disappointment is. Mm. And that doesn't minimize it, but it does help us know that we are going to get through it. Yeah. And then there are, listen, not to minimize the disappointment of the Jets not moving on to the Stanley Cup final, but... uh, you know, it's a sports team. It's not, but there are more serious dis- disappointments in life. You know, some Absolutely. some are just well, and you move on, and then others are are really serious. So obviously, you have to deal with those differently, right? Well, yes, and I think we recognize that disappointment is the price we pay for anticipation. When we anticipate something, we don't know how it's going to go, mm-hmm. and then we get disappointed if it doesn't go the way we were hoping. And so recognizing that disappointment is the price we pay for anticipation, some people then say, well, disappointment hurts too much. I'm not going to anticipate because if I don't anticipate, mm-hmm. I can't be disappointed. Yeah. And I think we recognize that although that's a strategy to avoid disappointment is to not hope too much, I think we recognize that there's also a price that we pay when we don't allow ourselves the joy of anticipation because it sure was fun in the city yep. when we were all looking forward to seeing yeah. how this team would do. Um, and I was, as I was thinking about the disappointment, I was reminded of a really powerful TED Talk because I am a TED junkie. Um, there's a TED Talk by Lucy Kalanithi, who um, her husband was Paul Kalanithi. He wrote a book called When Breath Becomes Air. Just as he finished his neurosurgery residency, he's diagnosed with stage four lung cancer. Mm. And um, they talk to the doctors and they say, you know, maybe you got like 18 months, two years. And they say, well, maybe that's time to have a baby. We can have a baby and we can enjoy the first months of this infancy. And Lucy says to him, like, won't it be hard? Won't it make dying even more painful? Won't be dying be even more disappointing if you have to leave a child behind? And his answer astounded me, she says. He said, wouldn't it be great if it did? Mm. I just love the idea of as we anticipate more, the disappointment will be more, but that will be great. Yeah. And so then she, they have go on to have this little daughter. Her name is Katie. And she says, when I tell her when she's older, engaging in the full range of experience, living and dying, love and loss, and that includes disappointment. It's what we get to do. Being human doesn't happen despite suffering. It happens within it. When we approach suffering together, when we choose not to hide from it, our lives don't diminish. They expand. Mm. Yeah, and that sort of goes to what I just said, right? There's disappointment in life and then there's disappointment, right? Yes. But but no risk, whatever the no risk, no reward, right? Right. And I think there's beauty even in the disappointment, mm-hmm. right? We gained so much from when the Jets were playing. We had so much fun. And then when they lost, we all kind of grieved collectively together. And yeah. there's value in that. And I would much rather have gone through this whole experience than not having had it all at all. And I think this this is just a little bit of a metaphor for I think how I would like to live my life is to anticipate big, love big, hope for big. Um, and if I'm disappointed, I'll deal with it. Mm-hmm. But I'll have been the richer for the joy. Yeah. Carolyn Classen's here from Connexus Counseling. We'll take a quick break again. Her TED Talk is coming up June 13th. Get your tickets. Not many left 
at TEDxWinnipeg.ca. TEDxWinnipeg.ca. We will be right back with Carolyn Klassen on CJOB. Carolyn Klassen is here from Connexus Counseling. Her TEDx talk again coming up June 13th. Get your tickets at TEDxWinnipeg.ca. T-E-D-X-W-I-N-N-I-P-E-G.ca. TEDxWinnipeg.ca. Carolyn Klassen. It's all about uh, how we're wired for connection. That is what she will be talking about coming up on uh, June 13th. All right, Carolyn here now, as she is on every Thursday. And uh, we are talking... Uh, now moving to another subject here, eating alone and how that could make you unhappy. I don't think that's any big surprise, right, Carolyn? When we sit and eat alone, sure, you wouldn't be as happy as when you eat with others. Well, you would think that if we all knew that, we wouldn't all spend so much time eating alone. But we really do. We do, yes. Yeah. A lot of people eat lunch at their desk or, you know, run from one place to another um, yeah. and grab a meal in the car or, you know, some, they have a lifestyle. Mm. Uh, and now the... Um, 2016 census of Canadian households for the first time in history, single person households at 28% exceeded any other category of household. Mm. So there's a lot of people living alone. Yeah. And so when people live alone, probably they eat Eating alone, alone yeah. often too. Mm-hmm. Um, and what this study was saying is that when people eat together, their mental health improves, mm-hmm. that it, it actually is measurable that when people eat with others, then they feel better. And it's really not about the food, right? And we've all known that mealtimes is only partly about the food and way more about the visiting and the time spent together and the socializing that happens around the food. Yeah. So if you do live alone then, or, you know, sometimes uh, a man or woman will lose their partner and then they find themselves eating alone more often again, I I guess it's probably a good idea then to make an effort to not eat alone, right? To to figure that out, whether you call up a neighbor, I don't know. Well, in the Vital Signs report that was done by the Winnipeg Foundation just last year, 37% of Winnipeggers were sometime, often, or always lonely within the last week. Mm. So sometimes when people are feeling like, oh, I'm so lonely and I'm the only one eating alone, you actually don't have to look very far to know that there's somebody else that's lonely as well. Yeah. Um, and it's hard for lonely people because lonely people often judge themselves of, mm. oh, there must be something wrong with me or nobody wants to spend time with me. And so it's then hard to say, to ask somebody, you know, can we spend time eating together? Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard to reach out when you're feeling lonely because of the story you tell yourself about why you're lonely. Um, and I think it's important to get past that and to recognize there's other people that are lonely around too. And we do better when we eat together. Um, I know that uh, my church had this idea where they had soup group um, and people would sign up and there was a lot of people that would sign up 10 or 12 people maybe eight or ten depending on how many fit at a certain table and um, the host place the heat she or he would make a pot of soup somebody else would bring the bread and somebody else would bring dessert nothing fancy because mm. it wasn't about the food it was about the chance to share together because meal times provide unstructured social content yeah. right social contact and so it's an opportunity just to kind of shoot the breeze, talk about your day. There's no agenda to it. And so then sometimes something that's at the back of your mind that's actually important to talk about that you haven't had a chance anywhere else, Mm -hmm. it kind of bubbles up. And it might not even be something that will bubble up right away. It Mm -hmm. might take half an hour, 45 minutes of conversation and starting to feel safe enough to say, yeah, I think I can talk about this. I think I can tell my story, that I can be heard. And then when that story is heard, you get the support and the care. Other people give their perspective on it, and you feel better about it. Mm-hmm. I'll get personal just for a second. But I was, I was talking to my mom, and you know my mom recently, yeah. a few months ago, moved into Huge a home. Huge change. So she went from being alone in a big house, not a lot of friends around, to 
now constantly people around. Not if she, if she doesn't want, she can go to her. She her, can pick. She can go to her apartment and she can be alone if she wants to. But now she's like, they've got karaoke night. She goes out <laughs> for lunch and dinner every day. They had uh, pub night the other night. They have a couple times a week where they can go and, you know, buy clinics and things that they want. You know, my mom has gone, done a 180 and she's uh. loving it, loving the fact. And I don't think she realized it, but she was lonely. Yeah. You know, being home alone, right? We do better together, right? We Absolutely. were meant to live in community. Yeah. And she self-selects to spend time with other people right. when she, even though she yeah. can choose to be alone. I think mm-hmm. that's powerful. Yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, whatever your situation is, if you find yourself alone and you're lonely, reach out and, and find some, figure out a way to, like you said, the soup group. I love that. That's a great idea. It's not easy, but it's worth it, mm-hmm. right? And um I think often people are waiting for somebody else to do it. And if we all wait for somebody else to do it, it doesn't get done. Yeah. And even with the Jets thing, you know, when you saw somebody else walking around with a Jets jersey on, right? It's or true. We all had that one thing in common. Yes. We were all cheering for the team, watching the team. Yeah. I think this whole city felt a little less lonely for everybody, right? Because yeah. we looked each other in the eye and we smiled and we had something in common to talk about. and. Mm-hmm. Um, to, to engage with and to connect each, with each other over. And I think it's really important to find ways of looking out for each other and for reaching out. And so those of us that don't eat alone, mm. um, that always are at the table, with, it's not that much trouble to put an extra place or two at the table either, mm-hmm. right? And to have somebody that is often eating alone. It's We were meant to be together and yeah. we do better when we do. Um, switching gears now to our uh, other subject here, our other topic today, social media at work. In this business, in radio and television, it's tough not to be on social media at <laughs> yes. work because it's part of it's our part job. Of your job. But really, I think a lot of workplaces kind of frown on people being on Facebook or on Twitter at work. Um, but it may not be that bad to be on social media at work. Explain. Well, the clip that you sent me said using social media at work isn't bad. What what it was saying was you can use when you find yourself using social media at work when it's not part of your job description. Yeah. Um, it's often a sign of boredom mm. and that when you find yourself using social media at work, use that as a signal of how can I be better challenged either in this job or is this job not the right job for me? Mm. Because when you're actively engaged and doing interesting work during the day, you'll you won't have time for social media. Mm-hmm. But social media is a is a, a use is often a sign of that boredom. And so the problem what this article was suggesting is it's not so much a problem that's being, you're using social media. The problem is perhaps with the job and the sim, the symptom or the yeah. the solution is that people are using social media to mm-hmm. deal with the discomfort and the boredom of a job that's not really working for them. Yeah, and maybe that's time to move on to another uh, another job. <laughs> Well, the article was careful to say that not everybody should brush up their resume if they're using Facebook at work, yeah. but they should use that as a signal. And then that, and for some, that might yeah. be a sign of, yeah. I need something that's more of a challenge. Social media is a funny one, you know, because it, it there are so many benefits that come with it, but then there are so many negatives too, eh? With social media, it's just, it's a tough one. It is a tough one. There are benefits for people that are housebound or lonely and have trouble getting out. It's a connection to the world. Mm. Um, and for other people, you know, when you... You're developing a reunion um, and you're trying to find people. It's a great way to find people. But I do think that um, social media runs the risk of people reach out, their roots go out, but they don't intertwine in the way that face-to-face encounters nurture Mm -hmm. and develop. And so you lose something when you don't have those face-to-face encounters. Eye contact is so important as part of of connection. Mm -hmm. Carolyn Klassen from Connexus Counseling. She's here every Thursday from 2.30 to 3. And I'll just remind you again, time is running out. Get your tickets for her TEDx talk. It's happening. 
happening June 13th. You can get your tickets. Not many left at TEDxWinnipeg.ca. That's TEDxWinnipeg.ca. You said you're getting to know some of the other uh, TED Talkers. What are some of the other subjects that people will uh, be able to check out? There is, I think his name is Sparsh. He's in grade nine. He still has braces. And he talks about using algorithms found in nature to predict financial forecasting or something like that. I can't even describe I like this kid. He might make me some money. <laughs> he's crazy smart, right? He's so intelligent. He's got such good ideas. And he's like, he's still a kid, right? Wow. It's amazing. So there's that. So another person is talking about unconscious um, racial bias. Another woman is talking about the F word, feminism. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So there's just really cool ideas. I'm so looking forward to um, the topics. Um, Immigration is another one. It's going to be great. Excellent. Talk to you next Thursday. Carolyn Klassen, Conexus Counseling. The news at three is coming right up. It's May 24th, the greatest day ever. On the 24th of May, 1941, legendary musician Bob Dylan is born. The following is a rare historical recording of Bob Dylan's birth. Congratulations, it's a boy. (laughs) Have a great May 24th. The greatest day ever. Oh, happy birthday to... That was a good one. Uh, that was a good that one. Was a good happy one. birthday to Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan, 77 today. Tommy Chong is having... I wonder how Tommy Chong is celebrating his birthday. Hmm? Any thoughts? 80 years old today. Gary Berghoff, he played Radar on MASH, is 75 today. Also, Priscilla Presley is 73. 73, Priscilla Presley. Of course, married to Elvis, but she was also in the Naked Gun movies, if you remember. Roseanne Cash, singer, songwriter, 63 today. Uh, Jimmy Asher is from Buckcherry. I mentioned them because I like the band Buckcherry from my days back on Power 97, 55 for Jimmy today. And Mark Ballas, he is one of the dancers on Dancing with the Stars, 32 years old today. Did I mention Patty LaBelle's having a birthday today, Jeff? I don't think I did. I Patty LaBelle, did. I, I wasn't sure if I mentioned it or if I was saving it. So obviously I was saving it. Patty LaBelle, one of, and I'll I'll say this, I won't say she's the greatest, but she is one of the greatest singers of all time. Um uh, several years ago, when I needed to get inspired, you know, when I was having kind of a down period or whatever, and I needed to get fired up and feel good about things again, I would put on some Patti LaBelle, and I'd get her to sing an old song, Somewhere Over the Rainbow. And if you'll let me, let me play a minute or so of that right now, because when I was feeling down, old Patti LaBelle, birthday girl today, 74, she would get me back up again. Here she is. Oh, Listen to this woman. She can sing.
Oh, my goodness. We got to stop it there. Otherwise, uh, I'm going to lose it. Man, she's a good singer. Happy birthday, Patty. Patty LaBelle, 74 today. By the way, today, I mentioned this a while ago. I'll mention it again right now. Might as well make this all about music here. Um, Aviation Maintenance Technician Day, Brothers Day, Eat More Fruits and Vegetables Day, EMSC Day, Emergency Medical Services Day, International Tierra Day, and Morse Code Day, also Escargot Day today. Uh, I said let's make it a musical uh, break here because on this day in 1978, all right, back at 1978, the debut album by this band, Went gold. Van Halen. Yeah. Mmm. Patty LaBelle to Van Halen. There you go. Both ends of the spectrum. We'll take a bit of this. Turn it up, Chuck. We'll take a quick break. Checking traffic. Don't go anywhere. Hal on CJOB. Global News reporter Dana Foxhall joins us here at 317. You've been over at the Manitoba Teachers Society annual general meeting today, Dan. I was. So this is day, uh, oh gosh, it's Thursday today. What am I thinking? <laughs> uh, this is day two of yep. a four-day uh, annual general meeting. We had the Minister of Education, Ian Wishart, in this morning, kind of giving opening remarks and sort of given how the province and teachers are a little bit at odds right now in terms of the funding for education. Right. He, not too many people were impressed by his speech, but uh, we did have the president of the Teachers Society, Norm Gould, up this afternoon, and he was pretty fired up talking about education and how everything is looking in Manitoba. They're actually holding a rally tomorrow, 4.30 to 5.30 at the legislature to sort of encourage uh, the province to sort of yeah, yeah. prioritize education mm-hmm. in its spending. Yeah. Um, The province, for its part, does say that they do spend among the most sort of per student um, when it comes to provinces across the country. But Mm -hmm. the trouble is when they look at that, they don't see really great results coming from those standardized tests that kids do uh, in terms of math and literacy and whatnot. Manitoba doesn't tend to rank very well, and we just got those results, uh, I believe it was a few weeks ago or so. So they want to see some more performance. But for the teacher's part, they say cuts aren't the way to do that. The province has kind of been limiting uh, school districts on the amount they can tax for property tax and whatnot. So there is financial pressure that um, schools are facing and teachers are seeing. And as more and more students are coming into classrooms, it's a little difficult to balance the class sizes Mm -hmm. and the, all the teaching and whatnot and get every kid onto that 
ideal level. The government wants to, if if nothing else, hold spending or try and claw it back. And obviously the, the teachers want more. Right. And so that's the battle. That's the money in the middle of the table. And, and who's going to who's going to win? It's it's a tough one. Exactly. Yeah. So the teachers are saying kids, not cuts. They really want to prioritize the children, obviously Mm. the children of the future. So they see the provinces needing to put more of an emphasis on that. Uh, President Gould did cite some sort of recent wins. Um, He's... He mentioned the um, the cancellation sort of of the public-private partnership that the province was going to use to build those five new schools that right. we heard were yeah. being built um, over the next year or two. Mm. They are going to be going back to the public sector for those, so they're not going to be doing that PPP. Uh, and he says that is a very good thing. That's a win. He says the teachers sort of using social media to lobby for things that they believe in has actually been pretty strong over the past few years. Mm. Um, whether it's Twitter, Facebook, he says they've been quite successful at doing that. So he mentioned that as a positive, but he says there's a lot of work to be done in terms of getting things on the right track here. Uh, Obviously, more funding would be great in his eyes, so we'll see where that goes. All right, I will let you get to the newsroom. You've got to get some stuff together for the news. Dana will have more on that story after 4 o'clock with Richard Cluche and uh, Julie Buckingham. And as Diana mentioned, there is that protest planned for tomorrow outside the legislature. Tomorrow afternoon as uh, teachers... Uh, say uh, we need more money, and the province says, nope, not going to give you any more money. It is uh, an age-old argument, age-old battle, and we'll see where the money, which side of the table the money ends up on for sure. 3.20 coming up on, uh, well, sports here in less than five minutes, and then Savannah Pierce has the news at 3.30. Uh, After 3.30, we'll kind of take a look back at the show. Had some Good people on the show today, Bob Irving, Jody Johnson from the Red River X. Also had Mr. Mike Conkin on. Carolyn Klassen was on today. By the way, uh, tomorrow, Fiona Odlum will join us again. She was on last Friday. Now, Fiona, back when I did the morning show here at CGOB, Fiona was my uh, my uh, one of my traffic people. Brian Barkley, of course, was the other one of Fiona. And we had a great crew. We really did. And uh, so Fiona had kind of left course and done some stuff. She's back with course now. She's uh, doing the weather at Global in Saskatoon. So as soon as she was back in the company, I said, we got to get you on. So I'm hoping to get Fiona on every Friday. So Fiona will join us tomorrow, and we'll talk about all kinds of stuff. As you know, if you know Fiona, and I know many of you do, she can speak on all kinds of stuff. Last Friday, we talked about her going to see Paul Simon, uh, Deadpool 2, and... Something else. What else did she have? Anyhow, she can talk about the fun light stuff, and she can also get serious and and talk about really important issues as well. So we'll have that with uh, Fiona again tomorrow. I think we're planning on 1.30 tomorrow. And then 2.30 tomorrow, of course, it's Dr. Cyrus Dirksen, his regular visit with us. Hey, do you play that uh, game Halo? You've heard of it, right? Here is the theme song from Halo. Just take a listen to this. This is the actual theme song from the game Halo. Right? Okay. You want to hear something cool? Here it is again. This is the theme, but this time, this time, uh, it is the audio from a video They get 80 guys in one bathroom, and as you know, in bathrooms, great acoustics, right? 
They get 80 guys in one bathroom, and they do the theme from the Xbox game series Halo. Right? You heard the original. Now listen to how good this is. 80 guys in a bathroom. Isn't that good? That's good. Weather, sports, and news all on the way. Hal Anderson Afternoons on CJOB.